the first time I did the pastelitos, I think I made like 20, 25 of them thinking like, I don't, nobody, nobody knows what this is. And like, I think they were gone in like 20 minutes, 30 bet. minutes. Yeah. yeah bet. <laughs> and then the cute, it's like the next time it's like a ticket rolls in first thing in the morning. They want seven of them and stuff. It's like, oh, I'm taking this to my office. Everybody, or I know a Cuban, and they, I told them about this. I'm and, Cuban yeah, B. Yeah. That's my favorite. I'm Cuban B. Cuban B. B. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, croqueticas and pastelitos. Wow. You are listening this is good. to a new episode of Pancom Podcast. I am... Nick Jimenez and I am joined as usual by eighth grade basketball MVP, proud Ford Bronco enthusiast, and owner of a bunch of places. One of which has a Michelin star, another one has a, a Bib Gomand, and also another place has a Kentucky waterfall. We are joined right. by <laughs> a special guest today, all the way from uh, Somerville. Somerville, yeah. From Somerville, Somerville, Cambridge area. Yeah. Somerville, Massachusetts, which I, I learned recently has a, a funky uh, uh, like act, like name for the comp- the combined area. It's like Cam- Cam- Camberville. Camberville, yeah. Camberville from yeah. the Camberville area. Wow. Yeah. Hailing from Camberville. Camberville. Hailing from the Camberville <laughs> area. Uh, we have Alexis Hernandez, who you can find, well, uh, not his personal thing, you can find his food things at Ensueño Cubano. Uh, is there an underscore or something? Mm-hmm. What's that? Is there an underscore or something? Underscore between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Sueño underscore Cubano, he makes Cuban things at a bagel place in Cambridge, whose name Mike does not know. I'm saving this for right now. <laughs> you know what this place is called? No. Bagelsaurus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bagelsaurus. Wow. That is the, probably the best. <laughs> and that's, that's where I step out and walk over there to no, fix your microphone. You didn't finish like, my intro. Oh, it's didn't I? also the actual host of Pancom Podcast. That's the true. The actual. And, and I don't know if we've gotten there yet, but my show was hijacked from me this week. And I don't know if there must have been several complaints about me. So we, we tried John Falco. I don't know if that's going to improve our numbers or not, but... <laughs> Here we are, and I'm back, everyone. Don't Hello, worry, everybody. I'm back. Very good. Very good. Uh, this is where <laughs> this is where I leave uh, leave you guys to, to do your talking, uh, while I also attempt to fix Mike's microphone a little bit because it's got this uh, floppy. He's got a limp mic over there. Oh, I got a limp mic. mic huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm running a little floppy over here. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, so. Camberville, Somerville? Yeah, Somerville, Cambridge. What got you there? How did this all start? Let's start from the beginning. All right, beginning. Cuban food in Camberville. Camberville, I want to yes. know. Yes, okay. Um, well, I've, I've been living there about four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and luck, lucky to have an owner. The Bagel Source owner is a very, very supportive of, like, you know, endeavors. She started as a baker at, or a... She, yeah, she's a baker at a sandwich shop and started doing her bagels as a pop-up there. Has kind of like continued that tradition a little bit. Cool. So, um, you know, I grew up all my like just thinking, what do I, what do I want to do? Right. <laughs> and uh, working in coffee shops, restaurants, the works. And uh, when did you start working in restaurants? Um. 18 yeah, yeah. yeah 
pretty much right out of high school cool. in like a fast food restaurant to start and then Listen, I started Applebee's. yeah <laughs> steak and shake for me I steak love and steak shake, and shake actually. it was fun it was fun yeah yeah i mean i ate a lot of that food it <laughs> not, not, yeah <laughs> not great i left and i lost a lot of weight Good. and then ever since you know yeah. but uh yeah just uh trying to figure it out and i thought like oh i want to do coffee i want to do this and then thinking like why don't i do cuban food like especially in boston cambridge somerville there's not there's not a ton of it. there's like your little pockets um is there but, other places that actually do cuban food now yeah okay. yeah like they good two that i can think of they're they're pretty good yeah yeah nothing that like you know, nothing like you're going to find around here when you go to, like, a classic kind of place. Right. But um, favorite, enough to scratch that itch. Yeah, my favorite thing is when you go to a Cuban restaurant, they have guacamole on the menu. Yeah, yeah. That's always, it's always moving. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. I'm like, anyways, sorry. you got to throw those things in just yeah. like, hey, come on. <laughs> um, my, my big beef with the places were, for all the sandwiches and everything, they just use, like, you know, French bread and stuff. And I, I wanted, like, Cuban bread. Um just just kind of figured out how to do that and it kind of kept going and i got the support from from my boss <laughs> uh, What's happening? Get right up in there. Get um, right up in there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, you know, you're just sitting there and taking it. That's the way I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's getting real awkward here today. <laughs> Fuck. You start with a meme like that. Yeah. It's like it's like okay. Yeah. It's really going down. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be a fun one. Uh Where even was I? Oh yeah, Cuban Cuban food. Bring right. it to Yeah. And but I wanted to bring kind of like you know, a little bit more of like a street food like kind of casual cool. uh kind of thing and i would just I, I decided i wanted to do this like right before the pandemic which was kind of good and bad because it gave me a lot of free time to like because i had never i had never baked or anything like that and yeah. i'm trying to figure out how to do cuban bread and like failure after failure after cuban failure. bread is tough man I've yeah tried, i've tried so many times it's like you end up with a product that's good, but it's not quite the Cuban bread that we grew up with. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, like, after a while, I was like, you know, I'm not a fucking baker, and I'm just right. going to stop. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. But, I mean, you, you feel like you found the secret sauce for Cuban bread? I, I feel like I have. That's amazing. You know, and I, you know, I always, of course, every time it's like, oh, this is the best I can, I've done, but also, like, I can, I can do better. I right. can do better, and I want to, you know, I always want to keep pushing. Sure. Keep pushing it, and... Luckily, working at a bagel shop, I had a lot of bakers to kind of like, Guys. Ask, hey, what am I, what am I doing wrong here? You know, it's like, oh, salt. It needs, it needs salt. Things like that. Um, but yeah, just getting, getting that together, and then I'd just keep practicing and practicing, and I'd bring the stuff in to work. You know, I start you know, like roasting pork at home, and I'd bring it in. Just like I want people to try it. For sure. Gauge where, where I'm at with it and uh, kind of kept going. And 
I started making like Cuban sandwiches on the bagels and my my boss was like this is this is cool like maybe we can sell this for sure and so you know we're closed every Monday um, just to do like prep for the week and everything and that's when I go in and do a lot of my a lot of my stuff so then the next day I sell the Cuban sandwiches and then I started doing pastelitos and that was another fun thing learning puff pastry <laughs> you made puff or you bought it I made it wow, yeah I tough. started buying it and I was like hey this is good enough and then I thought yeah. no no I can I can figure this out I can do it better uh, and yeah it's tough especially I mean you know we don't have great air conditioning in that kitchen yeah so the summer has been tricky I've had to take some weeks off from doing those but you know I've learned to work quick and mm-hmm. and like kind of do small batches just to kind of make up for it so it's it's fun it's been fun to like troubleshoot it figure it out I mean I feel like a lot of baking because a lot of it has to do with the environment where you're like where yeah. you're at yeah because yeah, this it's more of a science than it is mm-hmm. just following a recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, humidity, how mm-hmm. dry it is, how it's just—it's crazy. So, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, and Boston can get really humid and up and down. But uh, yeah, never—I was never into science, so I thought like baking me wasn't neither. for me. me <laughs> just to put it out there, yeah, definitely never thought about being yeah. a scientist yeah. as a kid. Super interesting, but just not my bag. Not yeah, yeah. You can tell me about it, and that's great, but that's where it ends. But yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, but also challenging, but, uh, it's great. Cool. Yeah. So what, what's the, like, tell me the menu that you put up for, cause it's a pop-up, right? You're doing pastelitos, mm-hmm. any croquetas or just pastelitos? Just pastelitos. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsor, Aganorsa Leaf Cigars. Aganorsa Leaf is renowned throughout the world for its signature flavor that possesses all the great attributes of Nicaraguan terroir, along with classic Cuban aroma and flavor. Aganorsa Leaf is pleased to announce a brand new edition of Guardian of the Farm, Cerberus, named after the mythical three-headed hound that stood watch at the gates of Hades. This exciting new Nicaraguan puro, uses 100% Aganorsa leaf tobacco and is wrapped in Aganorsa's new Corojo 2012 cover leaf, which adds a level of complexity to the blend, adding light spice and a rich, smooth body to the blend. When you smoke one of our world-class blends, you will experience the difference between ordinary tobacco and Aganorsa leaf. That's why we say our leaf is our strength. Learn more about Aganorsa leaf and use their store locator and find a cigar shop near you that carries their products at www.aganorsaleaf.com. The two of us smoke Aganorsa Leaf cigars often. We also offer them to a lot of our guests, like, for example, Dave Arvello, who every time I post a picture of a, a Cerberus mentions to me in my DMs or in a text how cool the band is, which it actually is a pretty slick-looking band. Um, but also, I just want to note a little personal anecdote here so it's not all totally straight-up red. I can say that uh, Michael Beltran will absolutely not only vouch for the quality of Aganorsa cigars. Yeah. But you met a uh, Miami legend and handed him an Aganorsa cigar. I did meet uh, uh, a Miami legend. I was smoking nearby Alonzo Morning, and we had a conversation about cigars, and he handed me one of his, and I went inside. I bought this exact same cigar, and I handed 
Alonzo Mourning, this Aganorso cigar, and I said, try this, thank me later. I mean, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. Aganorsoleaf.com. Introducing the newest line from Jura State Cigars. 20 Acre Farm is a complex, refined, and medium body cigar with a super oaky and cedary notes accompanied by a whisper of white pepper and a bright hint of citrus. Built at La Gran Fabrica, Drew Estate in Nicaragua using a velvety, and I mean velvety, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade grown wrapper. Under that wrapper is a sun-grown Habano binder and a filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa in perfect balance with the opulent and majestic Florida sun-grown leaf. Florida sun-grown is also the name of the farm where that tobacco is lovingly grown and harvested by Jeff Borshoix, who's the guy you see in this video playing behind us, uh, on his pristine 20-acre plot of land near the central Florida town of Claremont. I have actually been to that farm, along with plenty of other cigar tobacco farms in Mexico, Central America, and the Dominican Republic, and what Jeff, who, by the way, is a very nice guy. There's actually a cigar box signed by Jeff hanging on my wall. Uh, what Jeff is doing there is super legit. Uh, so it's always cool to see products like his, which is the only premium cigar tobacco grown in Florida um, in products from a company like Drew Estate. Plus, 20 Acre Farm being a Drew Estate product means it's the creation of Master Blender and Pancom podcast guest, Willy Herrera. Support our guests and sponsors. Get it online. Ask your local cigar shop about 20 Acre Farm by Drew Estate. Learn more about Drew Estate and use their store locator to find a cigar shop near you that carries their products at DrewEstate.com. That's right. I'm probably going to smoke one of those right now. I, what are we waiting for? What I find really interesting about like Miami in general mm-hmm. is everyone's like, well, you know, there's pastelitos and croquetas in every corner. This yeah. should be easy to do. Listen, they're not easy to no. do. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck lied to you guys, yeah. but they're not fucking easy no. to do. They take up a lot of fucking space. You know, like for chugs, we do probably around 2,000 croquetas a week. Yeah. And... After the first couple of weeks, I was like, I need to find another solution because I had like five people making croquetas. Yeah. So we got a machine. Oh, nice. Yeah. We make the masa. It breads them, keeps them all consistent. Yeah. It's great. And it's like, pastelitos are all handmade. Obviously, Gio makes them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still it's still a lot of space, a lot of time. People don't really understand. They don't get it. No. They don't no. get it. What do you sell your pastelitos for? For... About four dollars, three eighty five for Good. depending on like Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I would even charge fucking more. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking work, man. Yeah. It's sure that I mean, and that's exactly what Mary she's she's the owner of Bagel Source. She's like, This is a special thing and you put a lot of work into this. 100%. So like, yeah. You know, and then you get some some people like, Well, there's like three times the price of a pastelito in Miami or things like that. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, those are, those are regular pastelitos. Yeah, yeah. It's what I, this is what I, you know, because me and Gio had this back and forth a lot when he first started Pastelito. Bobby was like, I was like, Gio, you should, you got to charge like four bucks. Yeah. Because first of all, and his pastelitos are fucking massive. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're yeah. like, they're big. Yeah. They're a, they're a breakfast. Like, you don't really need much else. Yeah. You need coffee <laughs> one of those pastelitos and you're good. You're good, yeah. And he was like, I don't know, they're really expensive. Other pastelitos are like a buck twenty-five, and I'm like, let me ask you a question: What's the going rate for a fucking cookie nowadays? Mm. 
Four dollars. Yeah. Four fifty. Yeah. So what the fuck is the difference? Yeah. This is actually <laughs> yeah. the, no offense to any of the cookie makers in the world because cookies are also their own art. But right. There's a lot that goes into a basli. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like it's it's tough. So yeah. you know, as soon as we did it, it was like, and also. You know, using really good ingredients, making mm-hmm. your own puff pastry, caring yeah. about the filling that's inside yeah. of it. I mean, yeah, four bucks is like shit. Yeah. I think at three eighty five, you're cheap. Yeah, you're cheap. <laughs> I'm with I'm with uh, Bagel Soros. Yeah, you should charge more. Um, that's cool. So what what has it been like from like the beginning? Tell me about like the first time you did the pop up and what was the reaction? I mean, I couldn't imagine that there's tons of Cubans in Boston, are there? It's I'm finding out there are. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's and I mean that's one of we the coolest are things. Yeah, it's true. It's one of the coolest things about doing this whole thing is like how many people like oh I you know either grew up in Miami or like I'm Cuban or my parents like I grew up eating this shit and so they're just like so happy to see it and they like buy like. The first time I did the pastelitos, I think I made like 20, 25 of them thinking like, I don't, nobody, nobody knows what this is. And like, I think they were gone in like 20 minutes, 30 bet. minutes. Yeah. yeah bet. <laughs> and then the cube is like, the next time it's like a ticket rolls in first thing in the morning, they want seven of them and stuff. It's like, oh, I'm taking this to my office. Everybody, or I know a Cuban and they, I told them about this. I'm and, Cuban yeah, B. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. I'm Cuban B. Cuban B. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like they've been received very well. Like, awesome. and I mean, I, I started doing the Cuban sandwiches first, and people loved them. You do like, a large loaf or small loaf for the bread? I do. Well, the the ones I do there are on a, on the bagel, mm-hmm. and when I do my Cuban bread, I do like rolls. Cool. I really like the rolls because like it all started with like I wanted to do fritas. This is one of my like personal all-time favorite things yeah. <laughs> bring, it in. bring it in and just like not a single place in boston nobody knows what it is and uh so i was like i'm gonna figure out the roles and then you know doing the loaves i i couldn't get the shaping down i was like well i don't know i'm just gonna stick with the roles yeah <laughs> maybe eventually with, you know stick with but what you know in your practice yeah you get the other yeah way. i also like the look of like the sandwich on a roll, right. the Cuban sandwich even you pre- press. You press them? Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. a presser. I don't like pressing sandwiches. Oh yeah, I get a lot of shit for that too. That, I mean, my girlfriend is right there with you. Yeah. She's like, this bread is too good to just like smash I'm it. I'm with her. Yeah, I'm with her. Yeah. There's nothing like soft Cuban bread. Like fuck me up. I, I, yeah, Fucking it's true. A, dude. It's true. Like, soft Cuban bread, just like still steaming under the oven, like. And it just pulls apart, and yeah. then you put entirely too much fucking butter on it, and then you dip <laughs> it in cafe con leche. Like, I don't have mornings like that anymore because it's not healthy. But yeah, that's fuck, fair. man. Like yeah. that is that is euphoric. Yes, and it's you know the it's the same thing as like I love fritas too, but I like mine on a potato bun. Okay, yeah. I also get a lot of shit for that. Yeah, I you know like right now our Cuban sandwich at Chugs is on white bread. Mm. I'm I don't care. I think yeah. it tastes delicious. Yeah, you know it's the same thing as like putting a Cuban sandwich on a bagel. Yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't need to be on Cuban bread, right? Right. Know? It's it, you know, it's it's the lechon, you know, it's mm-hmm. the like the components and everything. What and do like, you put? What, what's your build? Um, Are you pro Tampa, pro Miami? Like, I hate this stupid rivalry between the Tampa and uh, Miami Cuban. But I, I feel like I'm not like well versed enough. Well, basically, the, like Tampa puts salami in there. So. Okay, okay, I I don't do that. I'm not mad at it. But I don't, I, I, like, it sounds delicious. Thank you. That's all I was looking I'm not, for. I mean, like, 
salami is good. We right. carry salami and maybe have, make like a secret. Right. Hey, get the Tampa style. Oh, I like that. Yeah, make it Tampa yeah. style. Yeah, oh, that's secret good menu for you. kind of thing. That's yeah, like yeah. That. There we go. I'm Thanks go for that. I'm gonna go up there to Camerville and be like, yes. make it Tampa make style. Make it Tampa style. Yeah. Do it. Do it. What does that mean? Just make it Tampa Just style. It Tampa. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like double, and the, the bagels are so good. Like we do sourdough bagels, Love that. Um, and it, it works. It works, and it's 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 hilarious seeing. We open at seven a.m. and it's like seven a.m. and people are ordering this like hulking Cuban sandwiches as might put them down for the day. Fuck man! But they do it. And they do it, and like they sit there and eat it. It's not like a. It's not. Like, I'm gonna save. Some people save it for later, but Sorry, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, really, like, I couldn't imagine eating a Cuban sandwich at 7 a.m. Even on a yeah. I don't care on anything. Yeah. It's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, the fucking, um, it's also, like, tostada. I love it, you know, when you get the bread and do the butter. And mm -hmm. But I really, I feel like that warm Cuban bread, just soft. I mean, your girlfriend's right. Yeah. She's yeah. right. Yeah. Is she also Cuban? No. Oh, yeah? No. Yeah. Oh, introducing her to the ways of the force. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I like that. That's good. She really didn't have it. And it's funny, of the two of us, she's the one that speaks Spanish fluently. Really? Yeah. It was my first language, and I lost it. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty common, though. Yeah. Yeah. It really fucked me up when I went to Virginia for five years, because, like, you know, nobody speaks Spanish there. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was an interesting experience. You know what was... The most interesting to me when I moved there mm -hmm. is how much I missed all those things. Pastelitos, yeah. does Cuban yeah. bread. Because there was really none of that there. Like, not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. There was just, you know, there was a handful of Mexican restaurants and a bunch of southern places. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I mean, I learned about, like, biscuits and barbecue, and which oh, is yeah. great. I mean. You know, which yeah. I love. But, man, there's, to me, there's not quite anything like a cafe con leche and... You know, yeah. cotaito. Yeah, it's really, really is the yeah. best. Yeah, I mean, I grew, I grew up in Texas, so like that's where I spent most of my life. Right. Same, same situation. It's just like Mexican food, but I love it. Right. Same. <laughs> love it, but yeah. it's just you know, it's it's different, you know. But yeah, eating it at home, like you know, doing the doing the coffee and everything. So how long have you been doing the pop up now? One or two years. So yeah. a good amount of time. Yeah. I yeah, I started like like during the pandemic I started doing it and it's like, Well great, now that I have this stuff going, like, how am I gonna get people to try it? Like I can't just invite people over to my house. I'm, I yeah. I could, but nobody would wanna come. Uh and we had like a little takeout window at the shop just to kind of adjust and do takeout only. Because Boston was pretty Pretty serious about like were they? restrictions. Not and, like the Wild yeah. West, like we were. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> my one of my brothers still lives in Texas, and he came up even not too long ago, and he was like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, they're still pretty intense about it. They're starting to lighten up. They are, but not too, not too long ago. Because yeah. Florida and Texas, they're like that. They're the true. Oh wild yeah. West. yeah, yeah. They're just like one and two, and that, that's where my whole like my mom is here, my brother's there. And I was like, oh, gosh, we're all living very different experiences yeah. right now. <laughs> and then you go up to a place that it's still, like, pretty, you know, and you're like, oh, this yeah. is still, this is still yeah. happening here. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that's my brother. He's like, it's kind of sad, like, seeing, like, all these restaurants shut down. And, like, and it was, you know, a lot of my favorite spots closed down. Did they? Yeah. Um, 
despite like the the community being very supportive uh, there's only so long they could support them. yeah exactly. that's gonna actually like you know people are still gonna need their rent yeah you know people are still gonna need to i mean that's why all people could call us the wild west but you know we had we had to get back to work sometime yeah. you know so well if you're not gonna give support right in one way then it's like it's like well then let let us let us do our thing. Let us do it, please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. Pretty please. So the takeout window you did during COVID? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just pastelitos or the, and the Cuban sandwiches? It's, that one was just Cuban sandwiches. Um, on the bagel or on Cuban bread? That was on Cuban bread. Oh, man. Yeah. And, I mean, we were not set up for it at all. We, we, we didn't have, like, a great plancha or anything like that. So I had to bring one in and... It was, it was fun. It Bro, was fun. It, I mean, yeah. you learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, someone's here. Great. Let me walk all the way down. Like, it's a small shop, but it's like, you know, past the counter. Here, here you go. I got to get back because another one's going. And, uh, but it was, it was fun and people, people loved it. Uh, and then that, that led to another pop, or another pop up at like a coffee shop who they did wine. They do wine and water wine at night and mm. burgers during oh. the summer so they had this little setup and he's like hey we have this if you want to come and do some so i did that and like every time i did it it would sell out i was like this is cool this feels good yeah <laughs> um and then i wanted to do a little bit more of a regular thing and uh so basically doing it on the bagel and doing the pastelitos i'm able to like do it during bagel source hours um and yeah, it's it's worked out. How big? I just I love the name yeah. so much. <laughs> Bagel Source is like, I really want to. Have you ever asked her like, you know, how did you? Where did the name come from? Yeah, it's it's just kind of like oh, I, th I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's I a just, good logo. Too. I thought it was good. It's like a really great logo too. It's just like a little bagel with like a dinosaur. Man, yeah, you, you gotta look, Please it up. Yeah. look it up. Wow, I, yeah. She, what's her name? Mary. Mary. She yeah. sounds like a legend. Yeah, she's great. She I mean, sounds like yeah, a legend. Yeah, and wow. I mean her bagels are incredible. Are they? Yeah, I, I, I think it was already a busy spot, and then like. I think it was the food and wine top 50 bagels in the country oh, great. She was on there. That's amazing. And then got busier. And then I think that was before or after, but like Triple D reached out. She was oh, yeah. Like, we were on there. Busier. Diners, busier, driving busier. to yeah. dice. <laughs> it was a fun experience. We're here at Bagel Source over in Somerville. <laughs> I can just see it. Hey, can we please get your best Guy Fieri? I just want the wig. Listen, I like Guy Fieri too, so I'm not talking shit about him. My, yeah. my favorite Guy Fieri moment was when he was uh, at Benny's Seafood here in Miami, back when that was a thing. Uh -huh. And I just loved hearing uh, Guy say, Mofongo! <laughs> <laughs> Did you find the, the logo? Yeah, I'm going to do Okay, great. <laughs> um, so two years you've been doing pop-ups. Have you done the frita yet or no? Not yet. Not yet. That Maybe one I've been kind of like just like tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And like I want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I just need like a setup for it at this point. I, think, right. I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm ready to get it out there a little bit. I've had like, you know, friends try it and stuff. But yeah. yeah. What's their feedback? They love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing not, there's like nothing I, I mean, to not love yeah. about a frita. No. Yeah. I really think that when people go through life and don't have a frita, it's like a sad life. Yeah. You know, it was actually one of the more shocking moments of my life when um, my mom's not like a big food person. 
And she came to one of my restaurants one day. I was like, you know, mom, what do you want to eat? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, you want a frita? She was like, what is that? I'm like, what do you mean, what is that? <laughs> mom, what do you mean? Tell me again. I, I, don't, I don't understand. She's like, she doesn't eat burgers and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, it's like a Cuban burger. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's good. Holy smokes. Yeah. And um, I made her one. And she was like, wow, this is fantastic. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's yeah. fantastic. How, how, yeah. how have we not done this before? Yeah. So I really do feel like when people get in there and they try it, it's strange. Like we have um, at Chugs, we have Pops Frida, which mm-hmm. is a combination of things I never thought would work, but they're amazing. Oh, yeah. Caramelized onions. Oh. Um, it's a caramelized onion mojo and blue cheese. Oh. And man, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. And the blue cheese, we make it like like marinated in like olive oil, herbs, and a little bit of vinegar. And it's like. I never thought that shit would work and man. Yeah, it's it, that's awesome. It's yeah, delicious. I gotta try that. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next? Like, what do you see as like next steps for you? Um, I'm kind of at that point where I gotta figure out like how I want things to look. Right. You know, like what like what capacity I want to do things like like a cart or a food truck or like a little spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to keep it small to start at least mm-hmm. and. Uh, just kind of go through the process (laughs) have you thought about like if you're going to evolve the menu because like you would i mean in my mind probably need a few more items yeah yeah i do i do picadillo um black beans like like black bean bowls picadillo lechon maduros things like that and then like maybe rotate some specials or something like that that's kind of how i have it in my mind what, what is it currently like? How many different pastelitos do you have right now? Um, I do like a guava cream cheese one, gotcha. and that's the standard. And uh, I do some savory ones. I want to start doing picadillo ones. I do the, uh, I've been calling them cubanitos. It's just like a Cuban sandwich in oh, the pastelito. I did that once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. it's so good. It's delicious. We called it yeah. the Cuban Hot Pocket. Cuban Hot, that's a good. Yeah, yeah we called it the Cuban <laughs> Hot Pocket. That's yeah. right. We opened up Chugs with that. The first, like when Chugs was a pop up, <clears throat> and man, they were delicious. Yeah, we've also done pizza pastelitos. Oh, Don't sleep okay. on that. That is good. Pizza pastelitos. We're sharing yeah. secrets here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those pizza pastelitos, man. They were. I mean, they're a little bit tougher of mm-hmm. a bake because we just do them in a half hotel pan, like the whole thing, and then uh-huh. we cut them into squares. Okay. Yeah. But man, they're fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. I mean, People. Pizza pastelito. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we've really. I feel. Like in the fillings department, we've done so much different mm-hmm. shit, man. And it's ninety percent of the time they're always good because, mm-hmm. like, if you growing up in Miami, the biggest problem with pastelitos is like it's always kind of like the same yeah stuff yeah. on the inside. I think if you're really elevating <clears throat> all a- angles of it, like good puff pra- good puff pastry. A good ingredient on the inside mm-hmm. of someone that actually cares about like what it tastes like, not just trying to like make it so they could sell it for like ninety five cents. It's just hard to beat, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a big breakfast person, and like pastelitos are because you can do savory or sweet. It's yeah. really however yeah. you want to feel your yeah. like whatever your morning's feeling like. Yeah, I find that pretty amazing. You do you do coffee too or no? No, eventually that's. I mean, I definitely want that to be part of it. But um, you're a coffee person, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. What's I was your... the barista for ten years or so. Oh man, yeah. so you're really a coffee yeah. person. Yeah. You're like real into yeah. it. <laughs> What's your favorite coffee? Um, I, I mean, I normally just go for espresso. Well, I'm talking about like, like brand. I, like, oh, brand. Um, 
Well, uh, one of my friends started roasting coffee that I, that I worked with in Texas at the coffee shop. And novel coffee roasters, it's, it's just amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing stuff. And like Boston, it's, it's kind of a grown like, I feel like I keep hearing new spots and there's some places in Maine, uh, Tandem Coffee Roasters, mm-hmm. they do really good stuff. I've been there. Yeah? Tandem Coffee is amazing. Yeah, I love it. So and, good. Like I, I remember I did a dinner there, this before COVID, and I would, <clears throat> um, usually an early morning person, I would jog there. Mm-hmm. And not only was their coffee amazing, but like their pastry game is yeah. fucking yeah. amazing too. Like I'll, I still have pictures that I refer to on my phone because like, they just did like a simple, like egg and cheese biscuit mm-hmm. that they would hold warm, and I was like, you know, I guess I'll try it. And fuck, man, yeah, it was so good. That they were. That's one of the better coffee shops I've ever been to. As yeah. being like everything, like they have great coffee. Their food is great too. Yeah, service was really good. Their operation was like solid. Mm-hmm. The way that they operated and like. I literally, I was there for five days. I went there four days. Yeah, wow, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like, they, they That's got when me. you know it's a special, yeah. And it was like, you know, just two miles away. It was a nice walk or a jog. It was yeah. like, it was really, really good. And they were always slammed. Yeah. Didn't yeah. matter what day of the week, they were always slammed. There yeah. was always a fucking line. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Tandem Coffee is good. Um, yeah, I love that. Bro- lo- broadsheet. There's a broadsheet. That's a, one in Cambridge. I think it's the only one in Cambridge. That's who they do the coffee for Bagel Saurus now. Oh yeah, they did like a special roast for us. Um, and Bagel Saurus, they have like a kind of like a third wave coffee game, or is it like pretty standard coffee? Game? It's just like yeah, drip coffee, cold cool. brew. Yeah, yeah, it's still great. Yeah, and what all you really need. It's interesting like, though. Like as a barista, you uh, you prefer like Cuban style coffee, or you're going like espresso or pour over. I yeah I. What I make at home is mostly Cuban style. Yeah. Um, I typically start my day like that or like, or I start my day with like an espresso and then when I get home, Cuban style coffee. I got to ease up on the sugar a little bit, but. For sure. <laughs> I, went, I went without sugar for years and now I still like majority of the week I'll go without sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably it's a, a lot good of practice. sugar. Man. It is. The it other is. day I brought Nick a coffee. We were at my warehouse and I was like, oh, Nick's there. I'll just bring him like a colada. Mm. And I had a uh, cotadito, but dark. And I gave him the thing, and he was like, oh, you want another shot? I took a shot. I was like, holy, this is like fucking simple, <laughs> sir. For fuck's sake, man. Yeah. It was like, he was like, <laughs> one shot. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done here. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a lot of fucking sugar, man. It, yeah. was, it was, was intense. That was where I went back to my thermos of rum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's correct. Yeah, it was, uh, they, they're real loose with the sugar here. And I, Honestly, when I got into third wave coffee, it was like a whole new experience for me. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on Cuban coffee my whole life. Right. Either tastes like dirt yeah. <laughs> or really sweet dirt or like a pretty decent coffee. Yeah. You know, because no one really uses like good beans to make uh, yeah. Cuban coffee. So that's interesting. So what do you think? Like, do you think that next, maybe within the next year you're going to move from like a pop-up level, try to move to like a brick and mortar? Or are you going to keep on doing like pop-ups or... What are you that's doing? that's the that's the goal like over the next year to kind of try and like at least you know take steps towards that i feel like i'm in a good spot right now because i'm able to like get my stuff out there and like yeah. new people all the time like every time i do a pop-up it's like oh new followers new people showing up and like talking about it and um so i like i'm, I'm not trying to rush anything 
but at the same time i'm you know itching to like get more out there yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean pop-ups are good i mean chubb yeah. started as pop-up yeah you know I, we didn't expect that it was going to do what it did and then mm-hmm. it was like well, i guess people really like this yeah i guess maybe we should stay around yeah so it, it's i find it interesting like you because there's a lot of obviously like q and mentanitas and stuff mm-hmm. when you do just put like just put some effort make it interesting people will really yeah. appreciate that yeah. stuff i think especially i mean like the cambridge somerville area camberville uh camberville. <laughs> they um like they 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 just love new stuff for sure um, there's so many people and like anything i mean you know one one there's like a noodle shop that i love it's like a japanese udon place and like they have one thing and it's just like a line constantly amazing very busy they just do like beef noodles you can get hot or cold spicy or not and that's and it that's it wow <laughs> it's cool yeah i mean there's a ramen shop down down the down the street too that they literally serve one thing <laughs> it's like just a one the specific, ramen. yeah and they've been doing like more kind of like they've been doing this like series of like home chef pop-ups where it's like getting people to come in it's really cool it's like inspiring stuff their whole they go it's like a it's not a ramen shop it's a dream workshop where like you go in you eat this giant ass bowl of ramen and then they ask you do you want to share your dream and you stand up and tell everybody your dream Interesting. It's cool. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Camberville. Man, Camberville. I can't wait to visit it, you, this place. You got to come up. Yeah. <laughs> this is, it sounds, so what, what yeah. are the restaurants like there? Like, um, are there a lot of chains or are there some like small, nicer mom and pops or? It's mostly like mom and pops. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That, yeah. That's one of the things I, I mean, you know, growing up in Texas, it was almost nothing but chains, especially oh, really? like the area I was I've actually, in. That, like I've never been to Texas. Yeah. I, well, I just went to Austin for the first time, and yeah. that was like my only time. Austin, yeah. What? How did you think? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Austin's it. Austin's cool. Austin's, Austin's cool. cool. I mean, I was literally there for thirty-two hours. Okay. Yeah. Not very long, but I yeah. got a lot accomplished to, in thirty-two yeah. hours. Yeah. It was like a very intense thirty. A lot hours. to do there. Yeah. A lot to do there. Yeah. Very yeah. cool vibe and like. Very different from the rest of Texas. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where, where did yeah. you live in Texas? I grew up in a town called South Lake, and it was very, like, affluent. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Um, it, but, yeah, nothing but chains, you know. And then I, I was living in a place called Denton that was, and a lot of people call it, like, a little miniature Austin. It's mm-hmm. a little college town. They got two colleges there. And, uh it was a lot cooler, you know, a lot more mom and pop kind of like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, cool things do exist here. <laughs> but then moving to to Camberville, it was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. like you got to go out of your way to get fast food or anything like that. I don't think I know where a Chili's is. <laughs> no what about like, uh, like fast food chains, like all the chains, like fast yeah. food, like McDonald's? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's they're there, but it's like you gotta. They're not like accessible. I mean, once you get into downtown Boston, it's a little bit more. Um, but like Somerville, Cambridge is a lot, a lot different. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so different from. I obviously what I grew up with is like just fucking that shits in every corner. Yeah, you yeah. know, maybe that's why uh, the smaller mom and pops can do like smaller menus and yeah. be super successful because they're really. 
There's variety, but it's focused variety. Yeah, yeah. You know, how long has Bagel Source been there? Eight years. Oh, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's been a while. It's a long time. And yeah. you've been there for how long? Four. Oh, yeah. good amount of time, too. Yeah. So you just started fucking around with your own stuff like two plus years ago. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And what made you do the jump from like um, saying like, I actually, I want to make pastelitos. Like what was that initial thing that was like, I think people would dig this, or is that just you because you wanted to eat some of the stuff you grew up with? Yeah, that's good. yeah. Like <laughs> you know, like and share like it's like doing the whole thing was like an attempt to like kind of connect to the Cuban culture. Sure, kind of because um, yeah, it's it's non-existent in Boston. Uh, I think it's really non-existent like anywhere yeah. out of South Florida. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you yeah. leave here, I mean, Nick probably know Nick's the world traveler. <laughs> no, I think he's been around more than I have. But like when I leave here and you run into a Cuban, it's kind of like, hey, yeah, yeah, you're here. Yeah. I don't even know who you are, but yeah. <laughs> we could be cousins. I don't yeah. even know. That's what you always know when it's a, a Cuban person that comes in to get the stuff. Because they, I mean, they, they let it be known. Oh, <laughs> so, are, you, are you the Cuban guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm Cuban. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been, I haven't had a pastelito in years. Yeah. This is amazing. Well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And you've come across that a good amount. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's and so just like dope. DMs on yeah on Instagram, like this I is could, so I great could only to imagine, see. Like when I was in Virginia, if there was somebody making a Cuban sandwich within fifty square miles, I probably would have gone. Yeah, because yeah, fuck, it's just like that was it just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. It just didn't exist. And then the locals there, the reaction from them has been pretty similar. Like good. Yeah, yeah, they're into it. And I mean, there's a lot of people who. Like there was a spot, I forget what it was called, that used to do like a really good Cuban sandwich before I moved there and it shut down. And after that, a lot of people, I guess, gave up on like finding a good Cuban sandwich in the area. And I mean, it's good to hear like when they try it, it's just like, this is the best one I've had since then. Like it's it's like it's back. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So what is like the regular fare there? Like, um, I guess it's interesting, right? Like. What do people commonly eat there? Because if it's such a small town, like what are the restaurants some of the mom and pops like known for? Other than the people that sell like pho and ramen. Yeah, it's um, it's really all over the place. Is it? Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of like, a lot of Thai. Like there's because I mean, with Harvard being like, it's like right, right down the street from Harvard and MIT, you get all these different people from all, all sorts over. of places. Yeah, and like. So you get like a little Japanese food court in the Leslie University building, cool. <laughs> and it's 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 cool. But um, you know a lot of seafood, yeah, um, sand, sand, sandwiches, things like that. Yeah, pretty. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine it's a lot of seafood. Yeah, and it's a lot of more of like that uh, northern seafood fare. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. lobster rolls, fried yeah. seafood of some fried kind. clams, fried clams with tartar sauce. Yeah, which is all delicious, it's but great. all very, very different from Cuban food oh, yeah. in any which way yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, like the like the I mean, the people try it's like I've never had pork that like yeah. has this much flavor. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Right? It can be so wonderful. Well, it's it's crazy. Like. I get that because when I moved to Virginia and they were like, yeah, we're going to go get some barbecue. And I'm like, well, we're going to go cook on a grill. I had no idea what like, mm-hmm. like actual Southern barbecue Oh, yeah. Was. 
And yeah. then I was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? This is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've been eating beans and rice my whole fucking life. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, it's all these pickles and all these biscuits <laughs> and cornbread. And it's not even Thanksgiving. I don't get it. Biscuits. <laughs> yeah. So, what were you going to say? Uh, I, I was going to, uh, just because I, I think we're trying to, uh, what time was it that you had? I know you had a bit of a hard stop. Yeah, 80, 80 minutes is what I said. Okay. So, yeah, because we're coming up on the 60. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, uh, or we started a little bit late. But anyway, just because I know that this topic can has the potential to take up a bunch of time. <laughs> I, like one of the first images in your Instagram feed for Antonio Guano mm-hmm. is uh, like a little, well, the, the preview for the reel is like a board. And then yeah, yeah. it's got at, at the bottom of it, Patria Vida. So, you know, that, that's a, a thing that I think a lot of restaurants in this area and restaurants that people heard of through this podcast, you know, people who listen to this are, Familiar with the phrase, even if they're not in South mm-hmm. Florida, but yeah. that's just sort of my little like segue into the like the culture that comes with the food, mm-hmm. and then of course it being such a like we don't have to get into like your personal like policy, like the specific <laughs> Cuba policy stuff, but yeah. just just in general like the the general perspective on that human rights stuff because I know that's something that that you've brought into your approach to to sort of what you're transmitting with Cuba food. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what your experience of that has been. Like, it seems like a small thing, but mm-hmm. putting, it's it's abnormal, right? To put like, yeah. even a little three-word political yeah, yeah. statement at the bottom of a sign at Bagelsaurus. Right. You know, uh, so I just wonder what your experience with that, yeah. especially in the last few years when it's been such a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I put that down there. I mean, it's one of the, like, I knew it's like, it's going to be on the sign, even though like, it's a very small little sign. I wanted at least a little bit kind of hoping people would ask like, Oh, what's, what's that about? Can I, can I order one of those? (laughs) Can I have, yeah, one of those. It's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you ready for this? Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I mean, I just, you know, like, like, especially like, like, you know, all the protests and everything. It's, it's, it's a tough thing to see, especially like, like uh, up in Boston, it's even more removed from it, and nobody knows what's going on. Like, well, again, outside yeah. of South Florida, <laughs> yeah, not many. Even in South Florida, yeah. a lot of information is pretty fucked. Yeah, and you know, I just I, I want to do my part, essentially, like what little bit I can do. Yeah, I mean, I'm a true believer that any little bit. Counts. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Um, pull, pull that closer. Okay, sorry. I'm a true believer that every little bit counts. How is that? Better the second time? Um, you know, especially as, and you'll probably see this more, like you go to a brick and mortar and like what kind of personality do you want to have when it comes to your connection to the Cuban culture and Cuban food? Mm-hmm. I mean, all those little bits count, mm-hmm. you know, because people start looking at you as like, well, you're the Cuban guy. Yeah. So what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and it becomes, it's like a little additional pressure that maybe not everyone wants. Yeah. You know, um, but I do find that it's like, it is somewhat our responsibility too. Yeah. Because, you know, what you're doing and what we've done and other people like us, we're keeping a whole cuisine alive that's mm-hmm. been, you know, beat to a pulp for yeah. the last fucking yeah. 50 plus years. Dead in the country that. Right. Like, the, <laughs> it like comes you, from. <laughs> like you, you are making a better pasalito in a yeah. Cuban sandwich. That probably so many, I'd say 95% mm-hmm. of the Cubans in that country have ever had. Yeah. Maybe more. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. And it's, I think it's pretty powerful. Something as simple as like that could teach someone so much about mm-hmm. maybe they'll, they'll be like, well, what, what is it about these Cuban people? And then yeah. they'll yeah. do a little <laughs> bit. They skew up people. Maybe I'll do a little bit of research. What does this Patria yeah. thing mean? What is this all yeah. this stuff? What is all this weird information? Oh, my God. Like maybe it'll spread yeah. them into supporting in yeah. some other kind of way. Because it's true. When you leave South Florida, the whole country is removed. Mm-hmm. They all want a vacation in Cuba, mm-hmm. you know, until maybe they realize what actually happens. There. Yeah. And I think that it's like there's a reason why I wear that shirt everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, anytime I have to do any like TV thing, anytime I have to do anything that maybe there's someone's going to be taking photos. Maybe people are going to ask me questions, uh, you know. And if they ask me, I'll tell them. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Straight the fuck up what I think. Yeah. I don't care who's watching or who's listening. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, you know, I, I do feel like it's a responsibility. I think it's it's cool that you did that. And it's it uh, it really does mean a lot to a lot mm-hmm. of people, whether they tell you or not or they see it. Because I, I see it. People tell mm-hmm. me all the time because, you know, they see me wearing the shirt and then they see the pig in the parachute and they're like, oh, you're the... Oh, you're the guy. Yeah. And you're the one that talks a whole bunch of shit. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely me. me. Yeah. So... You know, I mean, from um, I'd be really interested to to see what other people's feedback in other states would be about like that. Even just those. Yeah. That small saying. Yeah. Because, I mean, Boston's a very political place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot. I think I think a lot of them are kind of like. Like really, really misinformed <laughs> on that and like. You know, they love to th- see, like, Cuba is, like, oh, it's like a paradise where, like, hell, everyone has health care and this and that. And, like, what I want is so, it's like a time machine. It's wonderful. It's like, yeah, it? do you, have you ever asked the people there? It's like, but don't because they're probably too afraid anyway. Yeah. <laughs> probably too afraid. Of, what do you mean they're afraid? Yeah. To say oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, but no, uh, that's not anything I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's pretty like, common. That's by design. <laughs> well, it's also like, gosh, I really love Cuban cigars. But do you really? Yeah. Do you know what it takes <laughs> for that to happen? Oh and God. actually, like, every, what, second box or whatever is absolute trash. Mm-hmm. I don't know, didn't we talk about yeah. this the other day? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of consistency issues. But it's like if, even if they were great, like if, you know, if Bentleys were made by the North Koreans. Sure. <laughs> right. I don't know that I'd want to, you know, buy one. Yeah. I'd be singing a different tune. And it, yeah. It's like, I, I, you know, I, I get like, you know, socialism, this and that. And like, but it's like, that's not what, that's not what it is there. Right. <laughs> you know, it's far from it. Mm. And. You know, that's that's kind of like the point I want to get across that it's, you know, you've heard all these things. It's like that's not what it seems like. Talk to talk, talk to a fucking Cuban about it. Yeah. For once. <laughs> well, just talk to someone that has that struggled and suffered. Yeah. To get here. Yeah. What's what's the fighter? Was it you all you all Romero? Uh, he's on Rogan. Oh yeah, you're all Romero's Rogan interview. I would yeah, just with, talk. with Joey Diaz's ridiculous translation. Yeah, I know, but it's still pretty great though. <laughs> but it's like you know, just watch his, listen to his story about how how it was to get here. Yeah, and it's like this this you think this is great? Yeah, I don't care. Like you could think whatever you want politically, right? Right. Because it, it's they're all feeding you a bunch of bullshit anyways. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that this story right here, this is a story that. A lot of people should know and they don't know. Yeah. And it's incredibly, entirely fucked. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, no, it can't be. But, I mean, Jay-Z and Beyonce go there for vacation. I'm like, well, they're <laughs> part of the fucking wonderful. problem, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
It's tough. Like I, when when I um, the cigar conversation I love having because when I did that um, discovery show with Ludacris trying to teach him how to cook, mm-hmm. um, which he was he was a very cool dude. Yeah, the, uh, the show is called Luda Can't Cook. Right, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know he was a big, big cigar guy. Mm-hmm. Loved Cuban cigars, and I, and he was like, "Yeah, I love Cuban cigars." I'm like, "Well, that's a shame." Yeah, and he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really support communism, so I don't smoke." Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "What do you mean?" So then we went like, you know, because we filmed for like three days. It's just like back and forth about like why it's bad. And this yeah. And, that. and just the fact, and maybe he could have just been been bullshitting me, but he's like, "I'll never buy." It. He was like, "I have a lot of them already, but I won't buy another one ever." Yeah. That to that's me, cool. if that's yeah. actually true, yeah. like I I made a difference there that. I can hold with me yeah. for a long time. And maybe he'll tell somebody else. Correct. And like, Correct. It's, it's great. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of it goes into it. And I think, you know, when you're starting a food business, mm-hmm. especially like you, there's already so much on the line, like it's so much work and, you mm-hmm. know, trial and error and vulnerability and doing food and do people like it, whatever. Then to add on top of that, like kind of a mission statement on yeah. top of that. It's admirable. Yeah. It's and it's not easy because some people will be like, "Well, wh- what do you mean?" And then you get into this yeah. whole political conversation <laughs> that maybe you could lose a customer. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, I'm okay. I That's don't really fine. want your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't really That's want your fine. money. Yeah. That's fine. You yeah. can go somewhere else. Yeah. You know? So I haven't luckily haven't gotten into it. I guess maybe not lucky, but like haven't really gotten into it with anybody. Like you seem like a pretty people, easygoing guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe the pastelitos are just good. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just want to shut their mouth. Say, whatever you say, whatever you say. I will say. Cool, I, let me get eight of those. Yeah, let me get eight of, eight of those. Cool. Yeah, fine, whatever. I hate them too. <laughs> I just sent you. Uh, I just sent you a DM. I don't know if you if you'd seen a, a photo of them, but they they look a, a lot like in the style of uh, of Geos. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm only yeah, I'm only inserting myself here. Because again, I know that you had your your eighty minute cutoff, um, <laughs> and I want to. What do you uh, do with the butts when you cut them? Normally, that's for the the staff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always told you we should do some of that. That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I've always told me we should do some of that. But yeah, it's they're man, they're, they look so good, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. You ever tried to do the triangle shape? I did. I, and I, I, I liked it. Um, I had a lot of like leaking issues with Did those. It? Yeah. And, uh, you know, part, part of it is like I wanted to get the size up too. Yeah. And also, since I'm doing them all by myself, like hand rolling everything yeah. and like from a production standpoint, it made a lot more sense just to do a couple big logs and cut them down. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We make like. Big logs. Yeah. Cut them down from there. So uh, unless there's, uh, Mike, unless there's another direction that you want to go, I'm thinking maybe we do the wind down because I think somebody not from Miami would make for uh, a good lightning round. So I don't want to miss out on that. <laughs> well, we already know I'm not going to ask him if he likes bagels because I'm sure he does. Well, you know, but you could ask which kind. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. That's a good point. Man, so uh, good, so we're going to awkwardly transition to, to our wind down stuff. We're going to start with parting recommendations. This is where everybody... You could recommend absolutely anything. It could be a thing that people should read, watch, eat, a place they should go, maybe something in your neck of the woods, as long as it's not yours, because mm-hmm. then we'll do shameless plugs. You can tell people where you... But you can go first, or you can let us give you a little bit of time to think about it. Hmm. I got a couple. 
Okay. Get yeah. in there. Yeah, I got a couple. Do it. There's, there's, there's a place in Maine, actually. So not even really. I mean, kind of my neck of the woods. It's, it's B- Biddeford, Maine. It's, it's just south of Portland. It's a palace that diner. Sounds, that sounds made up. They actually, I think it's, I think tan, yeah, <laughs> but it's just like this wonderful little, it's an old mill town, and it's just, it's like, I think it's the oldest diner in the country, and has yeah. been, um, as far as I know, a couple chefs, like, worked at, worked in uh, New York, got tired of, like, that, wanted to do something a little bit more, like, casual, and they do these, it's just like diner food but with like amazing technique. So like everything you have there is like, oh, this tuna melt is like, why is this so good? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I mean, I went there for breakfast the first time and I got the, the double cheeseburger and just everything was perfect. Like the bun was toasted perfectly, the patties were great, the beef was good, melty cheese, it was, it was great. The fries also like, it looks like nothing special. Wonderful. Right. <laughs> the banana bread. Like they they butter it, throw it on the flat top, put some salt. I think it's brown butter actually. It's just. I th- I think the the real thing is like when, like that kind of food. If mm-hmm. you just like really care about the details of yeah. it, and like just all the small execution points, it's like mm-hmm. the food is perfect. Yeah. yeah, and the people that work there have just been lovely. Yeah. So I mean, I love that. It's it's one of those places. I'm I'm sure you've had a place where you go and. You when you leave, you're just like that. That's special. Yeah, <laughs> that's a special spot. Uh, often, often. I've, yeah, I've, you know, like at least recently in traveling, like I've gone to a couple places and I'm like, man, that was fucking great. Yeah, like really, really good. Yeah, like I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking of. I, I went home and I ordered a hat. <laughs> oh, I love. <laughs> I was that. Like I need this. I want a constant reminder of this yeah, place. And that's like cool. anytime, it's like, oh, there's a show. Oh, they're going to Portland. Let's let's go there. Yeah. So that on the way home we can get Palace Diner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that place. Um, yeah. Let's see what something to watch. Yeah. I've been into a show on Hulu. Uh, Only murders in the building. Yeah, <laughs> we got a fan. It's fun. It's like it's a funny show. Steve Martin, Martin Short. I love Ooh, them. I like that. Yeah, and it's just like a. I'm, I, I love like whodunit mystery kind of stuff oh, mixed cool. with comedy. It's that's for me. Love that. Yeah. Michael Beltran, any uh, <laughs> parting recommendations? Parting recommendations for the people. Um. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I haven't. We haven't done this since I came back from DC, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I was lucky enough to eat at the Dabney when I was there, and man, it was uh, such a special dinner. I thought everything from like service to food, the room is beautiful, and it's like very kind of like casual in setup, and just like the food is really elevated and beautiful. Uh, cocktails were great. I also. Uh, went to this space called the Allegory, and it's just like a small cocktail bar that's in a um, in a uh, hotel. Mm. And I had one of the better cocktails I think I've had in my life there. And it was just like um, I forgot the name of the cocktail, but it was like clarified and it had like a tropical rum in it, coconut and sesame, and it was mm. just fucking lights out. And I was fortunate enough to talk to the um, the lady responsible for the cocktail. She was behind the bar, and I was just like, I, you know, I drink a lot, too much. 
<laughs> and you know that cocktail was fucking exceptional. It was like really, really incredible to the point that I still think about it. Yeah. Which for me, like, if I if if it leaves that kind of like long lasting effect, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty fucking special. Especially, yeah. Um, watching things. Sorry, you, uh, what was that? You posted from a bar where there was a lot of singing happening. Oh, also man. looked like a good time. What an experience that was. So, we um. I was with uh, the guy who just tried to hijack uh, my podcast, John Falco, <laughs> and uh, former um, or podcast Hall of Famer Carlos Escanilla, and uh, we. This was um, a, uh, a guys' trip, which I had never actually been on one of those. And then when I, <laughs> when I got there, I realized, well, I guess this is a guys' trip. Yeah. And um, you know, we uh, there was this bar I had tried to go to a couple times, and. Um, we I, I ended up not going. It's called Service Bar, but um, it's like one of the top twenty bars in the country. Mm. It was fine in my opinion. Um, but down the street from there is a dive bar that I've been to several times in D.C. called Sally's, and it's um, pretty well known. Uh, that whole street, I think it's mm. called U Street, pretty well known. That's where Ben's Chili Bowl is, mm. uh, Service Bar, a bunch of like a bunch of spots. Yeah. Um, and we walk in and, you know, like, I'm a dive bar guy. So I've, it's like, and I, that was actually like my fourth time there this year. So mm-hmm. we sit down, whatever, you know, we order beers, shots, whatever. And uh, the guy behind the bar, he, I guess he was, his name was Antoine, very nice guy. And I guess he was one of the managers within the company and they just needed him to work there that night. I didn't even know that that bar had like other bars or whatever. And um, he was jamming. He was controlling like all the music and he mm-hmm. started playing like, Kind of like that mid-southern R&B from the 90s. And, like, it was songs that, like, everybody knew and everyone just started singing. Oh, that's the best. And, just like, <laughs> and it's a whole bar full of people singing, having a fucking great time. And it's all, like, old-school R&B. And, obviously, Carlos Escania is the lead singer of Sunset Dreams. If he doesn't tell you that, I'd be shocked. <laughs> but he is the lead singer, and he joined in. And it was, like, this really... It was kind of like one of those experiences that you see like in a movie that's like, man, that's, that looks so cool. And it was yeah. like, I was sitting there and I was pretty banged up. And I was like, man, this is fucking amazing. Like such a good time. People standing on tables singing. <laughs> there was one lady twerking on the wall, standing <laughs> on a table. It was just like such a time. You yeah. Know? Um, I would say, you know, uh, this trip to D.C. was really good. It was a lot of fun. We went to go watch Rage Against the Machine, which oh. shockingly... After, I don't know if they've been doing that for like 30 years or however long, they still sound exactly the same. Wow. They sound the exact same as they do on an album. They do live. It was hmm. in- incredible. Like, And I just felt like I was 14-year-old me again. Yeah. Just listening to them like, yeah. being angry the whole time. Just like, yeah, fuck the world. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it, was, it was really good. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a good time. When did you get back? Um, Saturday? Or? Yeah, the Saturday. So did you miss the Bad Bunny concert? <laughs> no, the Bad Bunny concert was this past Saturday. I was That was the week before <laughs> that I was gone. Um, sad, you know, uh, Bunny didn't send me my tickets, so I couldn't. Oh, man, come on, Bunny. Yeah. Come on, Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. Really, I don't know. I got to hit him up, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that happened also yeah, in Miami, the Bad Bunny that's concert. Right. And, listen, you know, I, people that's your love thing, them. That's if, your thing. You're, if that's your thing, and that's your thing. Right. What music do you listen to? I grew up on punk. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. 
And still punk? Punk, I, kind of a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, dabble dabble in the reggaeton a little bit. Do just, you dabble yeah. in the reggaeton? We're dabble in the reggaeton. Yeah. You know, but I, I get that right because when I lived in Virginia, I dabbled in the reggaeton also. Did you really? Yeah, because, you know, it just kind of made me feel a little bit more at home. I think that's what it is. Like I, I promise you that's what it is. I, I, I never in my whole life, I like actively hated it. And then working at Bagelsaurus, like we've got you know a lot of a lot of Colombians, oh. a lot of you know, and like they, it was just playing all the time. I'm like, you gotta. It's fun. It. It's yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's definitely fun. I'll yeah, say that much. It's yeah, definitely fun. In Virginia, though, I felt like that was one of the things that really I felt like I was like back in Miami, just in my car. So. All right, so we'll shift over to uh, shameless plugs. Uh, Alexis, tell everybody where they can find your stuff online and in in the world. Yeah, you can find my Instagram, as you said earlier, in sueño underscore cubano. Um, I make most of my announcements on there. Uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Bagelsaurus. Every Tuesday, um, I do a little pop-up, so if you want it... uh, Try and get there early because they, they tend to go <laughs> quick. But I'd like to keep doing more, you know. But stay tuned for, you know, future kind of growth. Cool. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Yeah. Michael Beltran, shameless plugs. Insert song. All the things. I still got to recommend all my shit. I mean, we've, yeah, we've done this 80 times already. All the, the things. All the, the things. Arietta Nave. Skateboard and the Taurus. Chugs and the Gibson, all the things. All the things. At this point, just all the things. Pink and the Powell, Scoops and Laurel, Miami against the world. All the things. All the things. Insert song. All the, the things. All the things. All the, the things. So, uh, finally, our shameless plugs. You can find Bangkong Podcast on all of the social media things at Pancong podcast like a podcast sandwich it's not pumpkin podcast it's not panko podcast it's not uh pinko podcast it's Pancong podcast on yeah what's up what's up last thing i would like to mention the so johnny spiro of reverie in dc really great dude great restaurant he's got a couple other spots too uh reverie just uh had a fire pretty bad one mm. So it, it's put the restaurant in a place that it can't operate. Mm. So he's got to go fund me for staff help and um, just support there. Um, you know, I know that they're trying to get that place back up and running, but um, if you feel like, you know, chipping in, um, I'm pretty sure if you go to the Instagram, they have a link there. So. Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll post that on all the, on the social stuff. Um, but yeah, Bangkok Podcast on all the social media things. When you're done giving your money to Reverie and their GoFundMe, <laughs> give us all your money at patreon.com slash dademag, D-A-D-E-M-A-G. Let's make sure they get that fire figured out so I can ask you a little more shamelessly for your money. Right. Um, Be on the lookout for the PD OnlyFans. That's right. PD's OnlyFans. Yeah, many, many months. PD uh, is my dog, PD, uh, and he will have an OnlyFans soon to raise money for this podcast. All of the exclusive <laughs> PD dick pics will be <laughs> available on PD's OnlyFans 
um, DM me and I will gladly send you previews if you need to be convinced. Talk to to give you answer your credit card information from Petey's Dick Picks. Wow. And <laughs> now we are heading into the uh, lightning round, but before our non paying people get cut off, Alexis, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thank man. you so um, much for having me. Yeah. yeah. And if you are uh, listening beyond this point, you will hear a quick lightning round yeah. with Alexis Hernandez. Uh, this, by the way, is where we do something like this or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Here we go. Here we go.